welcome to another episode of the Paul Chabot Show. Thanks so much for tuning in and checking out what we're going to discuss uh, this week. So for those of you that have been following uh, some issues out here in Texas, look, uh, Houston, we got a problem in politics out this way. Um, dirty cops, dirty politicians, and it's a shame to say such a thing uh, because I think we expect that from politicians, but not from our police. Well, I'm going to have you listen to a broadcast here of an interview I did with a local uh, Texas, certain say local, a Texas-wide um, outlet to discuss uh, a person who was arrested, uh, indicted on two felonies um, due to activity that he did to my campaign when I ran against him. He denied the charges and blamed me. Well, uh, just last week he got convicted and on all three. Uh, he pled uh, no contest to a plea down on the two felonies uh, for impersonating a public official. This guy basically went around and told businesses that he was code compliance for the city and to take down my campaign signs. And Texas Rangers got involved and uncovered some good information. And then he was also on video cutting down one of my campaign signs. So anyway, look, after all this court uh, drama unfolded uh, and, and he's now guilty of these three crimes, uh, Dallas PD, which is where he was a police officer, but on leave for apparently a whole year, a year, on leave uh, while they're investigating multiple crimes on him, uh, the Dallas Morning News reported that he is getting a dishonorable discharge from the Dallas Police Department. So, look, uh, can you combine dirty cops and dirty politicians? You can, uh, and it's the worst of both worlds, right? So there you got it. Well, this interview, I think you're going to appreciate because it talks to the issues of how uh, corruption and and criminal mindsets can jump into uh, the fray of minds and really disrupt the good process of what we have for getting people elected. And I'm also going to play for you. I'm going to add this in. Uh, it's a three-minute video clip where I spoke at the McKinney City Council the same day, the same evening that uh, he was convicted. Now, what's fascinating about this is a number of those people on the McKinney City Council were recently at a kickoff event for the same politician uh, that was just convicted of these crimes. So obviously, you know, either A, uh, they were just, you know, clueless or didn't believe it or believed um, his lies or they're afraid of them, right? Uh, I know a lot of folks that are afraid of dirty cops, politicians, because you can't trust. Well, look, don't need to be afraid anymore, folks. Um, we've been fighting uh, corruption and dirty uh, politicians and cops now in Collin County on this race for two years. And I am supporting the two others that are now running to hopefully defeat him in the next go around. So look, uh, sit back and enjoy. I am going to play for you my uh, remarks at a McKinney City Council meeting, three minutes, and then you're going to hear my interview about 15 minutes with a, a statewide uh, uh, blog blogger that's very active in political issues out here. So thanks again for tuning in to the Paul Chabot Show. God bless you all, and stay tuned. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Paul Chabot. Mm-hmm. Greetings, Council residents, folks watching at home or to watch later. Tomorrow morning, McKinney residents will wake up and they will read in their paper or turn into their local news program to finally hear what many of us have been saying for quite some time. It's been nearly two years since Texas State Representative Frederick Frazier was first investigated for multiple crimes targeting my campaign. Eventually, the truth came out today, but not before he did incredible damage to himself, the office of a public figure, and that of a law enforcement officer 
using hundreds of thousands of dollars in mailers to lead voters to believe I was the one making up the criminal offenses. He went further to tell voters that I never served in the military and then attacked me for being a disabled veteran, you can believe it, from somebody who's never served themselves. This is the George Santos moment for Texas. It's time for the Texas House to act and expel Frazier, both Democrats and Republicans working together. But Frazier will not resign on his own. His narcissistic and lack of empathy behavior is all too common in the minds of criminals. I know I was a state parole board commissioner and determined parole for thousands of convicts. Frazier demonstrates the same dangerous mindset I witnessed in some of the most sophisticated criminals that grow bolder each time they get away with a crime. Hours after Mr. Frazier was convicted of his crimes today, the Dallas Police Department stated that Mr. Frazier would retire in lieu of possible termination. He will receive a dishonorable discharge. And last year, he was placed on the Brady List, where disgraced cops are listed because they are no longer considered credible with presenting testimony at a criminal trial. Yet he is our Texas state representative. After today's conviction in court, Mr. Frazier showed no empathy, no remorse, and instead sent out a press release blaming the victim, myself, cementing his legacy as a criminal. That said, I would like to thank the McKinney Police Department and the Texas Rangers for an incredible investigation uncovering multiple crimes, which the public will soon see on video in the following weeks. I fully support the two candidates that are running against Mr. Frazier, and I ask that we all do the same, that we work together. I'm launching the Texas Integrity Political Action Committee because citizens have lost trust in their local officials. We need more Elliot Nesses to take on the many Al Capones like Frazier. Otherwise, we become no different than the politics in a third world country where dirty cops and politicians rule the land. The Texas we love deserves our best to lead us, and we must demand it for our children's sake, leading by example with integrity. Exodus 23.1 states, The Lord continued, Never spread false rumors. Don't join forces with wicked people by giving false testimony. Dr. Chabot, thanks for sitting with me. We just got done with core, and we're, we're on our second take of this because uh, I'm, I'm a noob here and I didn't record. I didn't hit the record. That's okay. So uh, we had such a good conversation, but, you know, we just left the court. Let's kind of wrap up a little bit of what we talked about and get back to what we, where we were at before I realized I wasn't recording. Sure. So, um, you know, we left the courthouse. We didn't see Frazier leave, right? right. He pled no contest. Yeah. You know, this has been going on for since 2021. We're at the end of 2023, moving into 2024. Right. Why is this taking so long? Yeah, you know, there's a saying that uh, justice delayed is justice denied. Mm. Um, yeah, I've been a victim of Frazier and his and his political action committees and his consultant now for going on probably three years. Yeah. Where um, they have just, they ran a dishonest campaign and they knew it. They lied to the media. They actually told the media that I was lying. And then they sent out tens of thousands of mailers to voters telling people that Frazier walks on water and don't believe Paul. Frazier, uh, as you may recall, uh, took, took two plea deals today, which were two felonies for impersonating a public official. He went to two locations that we know of. There's probably more, right? The first time you catch a crook, not the first time they broke in a car. It's the first time they got caught. Mm. Well, he got caught at two locations pretending to be an apparent code uh, compliance officer. Right. Telling the businesses, go take down Chabot signs. They're in violation. But... He also got caught on video at four o'clock in the morning at a 7-Eleven 
uh, cutting down one of my signs in his silver F word F uh, 150. And so, you know, here we are two years later. This, these are slam dunk cases. This is on video. The Texas That's Rangers right. got involved. Um, the county DA should have handled this day one. They shouldn't have handed it off. The voters should have known about this. Oh, no, you said the county DA also endorsed. Right? He did. He endorsed them. And the Tele-Andoria who was responsible for like kind of pushing this and getting it wrapped up is also the same person who endorsed him in his race. Well, he did endorse him, but then they handed this off to a special prosecutor. Okay. Right? And a special prosecutor, I think, you know, did the best job he could. But the problem is Frazier was able to string this thing out. He used the legislative delay tactic in Austin that if you're in session, you can't go to court, right? With right. Dallas PD, they Dallas PD actually sustained all the allegations on Frazier to discipline him a year ago, where in their report that I have, it's public record, it says, he did this. He's a, he committed this crime, this crime. We, they saw the videos. I can't see it yet. I will after today, right? But I know what they wrote. So, so you haven't seen the videos. You haven't seen actually seen any of the evidence. Right. But they have video. They have witnesses. That's right. And all over signs. Yeah. The most petty thing in the world. Right. Like, at the end of the day, like, signs don't equate votes. You know who had a lot of signs was Hillary Clinton. And, and <laughs> that will work. That's right. A lot of signs. That's I remember right. when he ran against... Uh, cruise like it couldn't drive without seeing a beto sticker on, on a car right yeah and um he lost you know it's the stupidest thing to, to to get in trouble over so you know we were talking about this earlier you know he gave quotes to dmn and some others stating that he couldn't wait to, to get into court and and uh prove his innocence and all that you had a lot of groups and people saying that you were lying and you were making stuff up and even slandering you saying you didn't even were serving the military uh, right? it was it was worse than that because there were some precinct shares here in collin county that um, that already knew of Fraser's prior bad record on city council, that they would repeat his uh, lies and they would email all the precinct chairs. And then we got some really good ones and, and we got some horrible ones here. And we got a clean house. Collin County is a mess right now. Yeah. And so for everybody that supported him and carried his lies has a responsibility for him being elected today. But at the same time, a lot of people were fooled. And I understand that. I might've been fooled if I was an ordinary voter reading mail that comes in going, man, Paul didn't serve in the military. He didn't do this, didn't do that. And, and they're not seeing anything from me being able to, to fight that because I don't have the same money. I mean, you're a citizen. It's kind of weird to be like, you're telling me that this cop, this police officer, he's got a decent record, decent looking guy, has a great looking family. He's got endorsements from Abbott and all these great people. You're telling me he stole a sign? Yeah. And then you're, and you want me to believe that? Yeah. And people don't realize it's actually a crime. Yeah. Like, it's not just something that's like, right. It's not like you're teeping a house or something. It's right. like you're, you're stealing somebody's property. Right. And, uh, Going further, he's a police officer impersonating a whole official. Yeah. Just insanely embarrassing. It, it's embarrassing, but also shows um, the depravity in the mind of an active police officer. And so my concern is I'm retired law enforcement as well, is what has he done on duty in criminal cases that are now jeopardized because he has a record? He's on what's called the Brady cop list. Okay. What's that? Brady means, if you Google Frazier and Brady cop, Brady means that um, he really can't testify in court without it being acknowledged that he's a dishonest person. So hypothetically, if he pulls somebody over and they have to testify on something, he's not a good witness. No, he's horrible. Do you know why? Uh, because the DA has put him on this list, the Colin, or the Dallas County DA put him on a list saying, we see evidence that he cannot be trusted. So he's listed on in a national database now. So this guy who's uh, on this list is not a trustworthy um, person to... To take testimony from, yeah, is also an elected official. Isn't that crazy? It's kind of weird. Yeah. It, it, so you've got all these things going on here with Fraser, where the first thing that came out should have been the big red flag for everybody that's endorsed him or supported him. Yeah. But it's not like that here in Texas. 
You've got a small niche in Austin. You've got the Murphy Nassica firm, which is very dishonest. You've got Associated Republicans of Texas tech, PAC, very dishonest, that came in hard and heavy for Fraser knowing it. Here's the crazy thing. I'm also a licensed real estate agent, mm-hmm. but the Realtor Association endorsed Frazier, a non-agent, and they knew he was under indictment. Let's talk about that. What 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 do you think caused all of these groups to endorse yeah. him over you? They're afraid of Yeah, they're they're afraid of him. What do you mean by that? So he's in law enforcement. They're, they're afraid of his background, but he also runs one of the largest police unions in the country. And if you follow his history, uh, he takes his union and endorses people all around the state. And it's like horse trading. Hey, you endorse me, I'll endorse you. He builds this and people are afraid of that. They don't want to you know, run angst against the Dallas Police Officer Association where he was the vice president and he led their, polit- their political action committee which means he's always been in the swamp. He's been down in Austin. He's been a part of this problem. And quite honestly, uh, most people who run unions are not conservatives. Let's talk about the endorsements. So we were talking a little earlier, you know, he still got the Abbott endorsement. Yeah. And now. That's crazy. Yeah. Even with this going on. And he's, he's still running for office. Yeah. He, he uh, resigned as a police officer. Correct. Well, we he's either going to resign or retire. Okay. Uh, and it's going to be a dishonorable, according to how the policy has to play out here in Texas. That's happening. He's running yep. for re-election. He's got the Abbott endorsement. Right. Last time he ran, he had the Trump endorsement. And Abbott and, and Dan Patrick and AR and everybody. Has Patrick endorsed in this room? I don't know, but he's still on his website. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's, we were talking about this earlier too. Uh, endorsements. It seems to me nowadays endorsements mean less about policy and principles and more about, do I know you? Are you a friend? Right. Have we had business relationships before? Yeah. You know, I, I look at, we see great attorney generals endorsing people who uh, supported vaccines yeah. and masking. Yeah. We see um, endorsements that are kind of out of nowhere. Um, and a lot of it seems either be money related or relationship related. Do you think that's kind of the case here with yeah. Habit and him and it is. others? It is. Look, and that's why um, I'm launching a political action committee called the Texas Integrity Pact. And our whole purpose is to support and endorse candidates that have integrity because that's what the public demands right now politicians on public trust at the at the toilet level. Nobody trusts politicians. And that's a shame. America, Texas, greatest state, greatest country. You have this huge problem with honesty and integrity. So 21 years U.S. Navy, we judge people on character to join. We need to do the same when we vet candidates for endorsements uh, and to get them into office. And that's what our PAC's going to do. The problem here is that it's all about the money and the relationships within a small niche and they will do whatever they can to win they slandered my name they told people i didn't serve in the military that i wasn't a disabled veteran i mean they went on and on and on and there was no shame no accountability for this you mentioned some precinct chairs and you don't have to name them but have they apologized no not at all they're still precinct chairs yes has anybody apologized that accused you of lying no and you, you haven't heard from frazier or oh, any no. other elected officials no hey we went wrong no zero yeah oh. so and also, you know, you, you didn't hear, I'm sorry, you also didn't hear that from Frazier today in court. Yeah. I mean, you would think that after everything, he would at least say, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Colin County. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, voters. I'm sorry to my family. I'm sorry to Paul and his family. I'm sorry for lying. Sorry for embarrassing the profession. Yeah. And not that embarrassing as a constituent, especially if I, if I had, you know, I'm not in the district, but if I voted for the guy and like he represents me down in Austin, his out stealing signs, this is goofy. It's yeah. a goofy thing. Yeah. If you're going to commit crime, at least do something cool. A sign is just goofy. Well, the thing is, he may, he may have done a lot more, right? And yeah. he didn't get away with it. What cop in their right mind goes to a 7-Eleven where you know there's cameras and cut down a sign? Look, when you look at serial killers and you, you, know, you follow serial killers, you know that. You, they, know, you think this is the first thing I think. It's like, oh, they're going to be in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Criminals, criminals start off small. When they get away with it, they get more brazen. They do it more. And, and that thing you got sloppy? 
he got sloppy. You think he was just too confident? He, too cocky? Like, and even me, if I was going to do something like that, the first thing I think is like, who's going to record yeah. this? Am I going to be on camera? Yeah. He just lost yeah. it. He's right. like, eh, they're not going to do anything. Yeah. And so if you heard the judge today, he's got to pay me for that sign. It's like 78 bucks for that, the dam with the TFOs and everything. But you multiply that by, you know, maybe 100. Yeah. I mean, we put up thousands of yard signs. I think there are more. They, oh, tons more. Absolutely. Same ammo everywhere. And here's the, here's the thing. And I don't know if you're, uh, you might want to show this, but he would take our flags and throw them in the trash can. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. So, uh, you know, to new flags have branding or anything on it? No. So just normal, generic, two, two, two American flags, and he would toss zip, them? Zip tied to the to the to to our side. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So more of just like he's in a hurry, maybe just toss them yeah. with it. Yeah. That's pretty, uh, pretty bad. Yeah. No respect for the flag, no respect for honesty, no respect for the badge. And this is who's representing us in Colin County. And may continue, depending on this next race. So there's two people running against him, right? Um, remind me who these are. Yep. So there's uh, Chuck Branch and there's Cressa uh, Richardson. Yep. They're both from McKinney. Mm. Uh, I've told folks I am supporting both of them to work together to defeat Frazier. Gotcha. And that's, we got to stay on target. If we want to make an example here in Texas, let's do it here, right? Let's fight a good campaign and take out the dirty cop. It's pretty hard to remove any. Yeah. Oh, it's incredibly hard. I don't know what the win ratio is. I think it's in the 80s. My yeah. percentile as far as like getting an incumbent removed. Do you think that they have a good chance of getting it now? I think this is probably the most uh, important target for integrity to take out in Texas. Because the flip side of this is what if he doesn't? What if he stays in? First off, he should, re if he has any moral character, he would resign. How does he hold his head up high in Austin legislating as, as, as a lawmaker when he's a lawbreaker? Yeah, you think, um, what's, you think that um, Tex Ledge will remove him? Well, expelling. this is the George Santos moment for Texas. And this should really be a bipartisan like you saw in Congress where Democrats and Republicans ousted somebody who was very dishonest. Well, you saw it with Slate. Yeah, ex yeah, they saw it with Slate. Uh, they did it for something, you know, also incredibly serious um, with no delay. They right. got that, what, it took like a month? Yeah. Amount? Yeah. Right? So my question is, who's the first lawmaker with integrity in Texas that's going to call for this? You think somebody's going to call for it? Well, I don't know. Are they afraid of them? Are they afraid of the pack? Are they afraid of Abbott? Are they afraid of Phelan? Are they afraid of TLR? Who are they afraid of? I mean, this this would be a no-brainer because I guarantee you when the public knows that you're trying to oust a dirty politician, they're behind you. But it's whether the politician has the courage now to be the first one to go on record to say, we need to out this guy. It blows my mind to add it. I assume he knows by now that this is going on. Yeah. You know, I'd assume his people would tell him. Yeah. He's still endorsing this guy. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. I think it's, here's what else people aren't talking about. Let's just say this guy wins the March primary. He's going to face a Democrat. And he won by maybe eight points the last go around. The Democrats will be smart as hell to pour on this guy, just exposing. Look, if the Republicans can't take out our, our own for being a little dirty, maybe the Democrats will. Because this guy's got a de-voting record. He's a horrible conservative to begin with. Never really a Republican. And uh, his loss in Texas needs to happen in the primary so we ensure the stays a Republican seat going forward. So, you know, he, during his, um, his plea, he asked for the fine to be lowered due to financial hardships. Yeah. Um, obviously he's not going to be a police officer anymore. Yeah. We're kind of talking outside a little bit about what his next steps are. It's, it's, it seems like the next natural progression for him is going to be a lobbyist. Right. Maybe he's already doing stuff with unions. He's already kind of lobbying that. And he's got experience with Boston and all that. Yeah. You think that's uh, you think that's where he goes next? Well, maybe. But our pack's going to follow him. And every dirty politician, you know, we're going to demand make more money. Lobbyists kill it. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, I don't. He would be probably the perfect person to go down and try to be a lobbyist. Shame on anybody that would hire him, knowing his background. What about you? What's next? Well, I'm going to I love raising my kids. I'm, I, there was a lot. Of, you know, folks don't understand necessarily 
how much time a campaign takes away from you and your family. Yeah, uh, it was exhausting. We were out there every day, knocking on doors, putting up signs, re-putting up signs after they went missing. And it's an exhausting process. So I've had a lot of makeup time with my, I got four young kids, three teenagers in the house, and we've been enjoying traveling, spending family time together. This political action committee to me is really important. Yeah. Um, my dissertation was on Mexican drug cartels and their organizational resiliency. My book is on that. I worry because if you look at the characteristics that made Mexico a corrupt nation, it was corrupt judges, corrupt cops, and all about the money. This race of what we saw happen Ooh. is almost mirrored of how corruption happens in Mexico. So we've got to acknowledge the fact that we've got to address this and nobody else is in Texas because they're afraid, I guess, but we are, and we're going to start off small, but we need people to help join us at the Texas integrity pack and know that we we're going to fight the good fight and somebody has to, we hope many will join us. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me. I know we're chilling in the shake shack. Yeah. I love it. The sign's kind of appropriate, right? Stand for something good. It is. And look, thanks for your uh, reporting and what you're doing. Um, it's not easy. I was born and raised by a single mom who was an investigative reporter oh, really? back when it was just typewriters. And uh, she uncovered a guy named uh, Mike Rizzo in the where we lived in the high desert in California. Yeah. And um, he was later charged and convicted of political corruption, basically. So I watched my I mom win, but 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 he, you know, denied it and called my mom a liar. And she was invest. She was she almost got fired by the paper for investigating. Oh. And she was vindicated. So I'll say I got some good genes in me. You know, it's about the good fight. It's not about anything else other than doing what we know is right, knowing that we might be outnumbered, outgunned. And that's okay, because not everybody has to be in the fight with us. Not everybody is made for that. They can do different roles or different pieces. What we do ask, though, is that when they go to the voter box, that they are truly informed on the voters. And we don't have that right now. People right now are voting based on the mail. And we, and we know that. We see that happen. So we've got to be able to counter that with, with integrity. Walking yeah. awesome. Thanks for that. Thanks for thanks for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. You gonna share that shake with me? You Ed? No. I <laughs>